0: Good morning and welcome to the Monday Morning Marketing Podcast. I'm Esther. And I'm Melanie. And today we're joined by Tara galise PR consultant of Galees Communications, and we're talking about PR. Welcome, Tara. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me on, ladies. You're more, more than welcome. So PR, public relations, what is it and why do we need it?
1: Public relations in its simplest um, terms is... Uh, getting yourself out there getting publicity for yourself or for your company I suppose the way I like to describe it is advertising is um you saying nice things about yourself whereas public relations is other people saying nice things about you or your company
2: well that sounds like quite a hard thing to do to encourage (laughs) other people to do it about you so I mean What kind of businesses approach you? Give us an idea of of what kind of businesses they are and where in their um, business relationship are they? Are they startups? Are they well-established?
1: Yeah, most of my clients would be startups or very small companies because I'm a sole trader and don't have the the huge um, costs and outlays that a lot of the big agencies would have. I can keep my costs lower. Uh So that's attractive to to smaller companies and to startups. So, um, yeah, they tend to approach me and say, look, I don't have a huge budget, but I I know I need to get out there. Um, A lot of my clients would be in the beauty sphere, which is fairly saturated. Um, So my job really is just to dig deep, get to the bottom of what the company is about Find out more about the founder. Why did they set up the company? What makes them different? What's their unique selling point? Uh, What are their products like? What's the price point? And why should a beauty journalist write about them?
2: So it's a combination of all the things that we've talked about in the past, USPs, um, you know, understanding your your customer avatar, understanding your audiences and where they're located and the stage of buying. Um, and, and so how do you take this complete startup and make something of them when they frankly don't know what they're doing themselves right at the very beginning anyway?
1: Yeah, I mean... I suppose it's having the conversation first of all, and finding out a bit more about the client and what makes them tick. And from there, it's really putting together a press release, which kind of includes information on them and on their company and on their products. Um, if it is a product or if it's, you know, not a product, then if it's, uh, something else entirely. So yeah, it's just about trying to dig deep and get to the, the crux of what the company or the person is about. Okay,
0: so you mentioned press release there. Would that then be traditional marketing, traditional media, or would those press releases end up online? How could they use that for as part of their social media? You know, what is a press release just a one-and-done sort of deal? Yeah, or?
1: no, well, the press release now, I mean, when I started off in PR, God, 30 years ago now, you'd write a press release print it out um we had mail merge you had to mm-hmm. um put everything addressed to a, an editor uh put it in a, an envelope addressed to the editor and everything would be couriered to the the newspapers uh
2: okay so um, one thing I wanted to ask because you just mentioned you've got uh, a short amount of time in the in this particular field just uh, a couple of years you know five minutes <laughs> yeah, um, baby. so how has communi- how has communication changed apart from the fact I can't actually say the word how right. has communication changed and do you think it's changed for the better
1: um yes and no I know that's a uh... Not a straightforward answer but yes in that um you know there's so many more uh, opportunities to get your name out there in terms of you've got newspapers magazines tv radio you've now got podcasts you've got influencers you've got e-magazines whereas when i started it was newspapers magazines radio regional papers hmm. so, so it's got more complex basically Got more complex in that it's so saturated it it's kind of difficult to get your voice out there. Whereas back in the day it was easier because it was a much smaller circle of people you were trying to contact.
0: So can small businesses do this themselves? Is there a way for them to just release a press release and it be published? Or you know, do you have the contacts and the know-how and, you know, why Why should they come to you and why should they do it themselves? Okay, that's a good
1: question. Um, it's not brain surgery, as somebody said to me one time. Um, I said, yeah, okay, right. I've just spent a year in college studying it and three years before that doing another degree, but that's besides <laughs> the point. Um, it really isn't mean. that difficult. If you can write, if you're someone who happens to be making skin creams, but you're an excellent communicator and you can write well, go for it. What I would say, though, is a lot of companies, when they're talking about themselves, they can't see the wood for the trees, Mm. whereas I can be a lot more objective about them and their proposition. Also, they don't have the contacts. I've spent years putting together databases of features editors, health editors, business editors, science editors, you name it um so i and they would a lot of them not all of them but a lot of them would recognize my name when it comes through the email and believe me they get some of them would get between two and 500 emails a day just from pr companies
0: that, that's um, a lot
1: so it's a lot so if they don't recognize your name yeah so it's like through it or yeah also like for
0: the stars you know and hmm. not really aiming if they were to do it themselves and just yeah. pull a name out of out of the yellow pages or golden pages or whatever it's called. Absolutely.
1: A lot of the time as well, when you're talking about yourself, apart from not being objective, um, companies can be too pluggy, too product driven. And newspaper editors will just put that straight in the bin because as far as they're concerned, that's an ad. Yeah, and ads you have to pay for.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I've noticed, um, because I am a journalist, um, with Irish tech news, so it's, it's not quite any of the fields you've mentioned there, but I do notice that I get an awful lot of emails from people who send a press release through and then includes, um, click links throughout, um, which is, I completely get it. I totally understand it. Um, but we always remove them, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Because it's pointless exercise, really. Um, Because it it gets a little too much. People don't want to be sold to. They want to be helped. Mm. And one of the reasons why we thought you'd be a good fit for our audience today, um, Tara, is because myself and Esther have seen your work, uh, maybe not for 30 years, but we've definitely seen your work for a good long time. And the people that you've helped and, and build over the years. And you... You don't do that. You know how to tell a damn good story and, and make people stand out prominently um, and get them shared across all crazy amounts of platforms. Um, so give us an example of one of your most successful customers. I mean, obviously, it's being unfair picking your most successful, but um, that's what we hear about. We hear about marketing. So how have you spread one particular business and how many different platforms have you managed to get them on? Um
1: Gosh, she put me on the spot now. Um, I've worked with a lot of companies over the years. Um, one of my most memorable accounts, I suppose, back in the day was I worked with the Department of Health and Children on their breastfeeding campaign. And at the time, Ireland had incredibly low levels of breastfeeding and still does. But uh. um, I managed to get hold of Caroline Corr because I found out that she had breastfed her baby and... We had a launch uh, with the minister and Caroline came along. We had huge media coverage because obviously they were really interested in what she had to say. Lots of cute babies. Huh. We were all over every single news channel, every single radio station. I had just had my baby, so he was there as well. So that was that was extra special. Um, and I normally don't do the the interview bit but because he was there in the day, Sky News came up and stuck their microphone in my face. Um and that was thirty seconds of I don't know what I just said, but it, it came out okay. <laughs> um yeah. So the result of that I suppose was that breastfeeding in Ireland, the statistics went up three percent after that campaign. Which, which doesn't is- seem like a lot. But it went from thirty-seven percent up to forty percent. Well,
0: that's nice brilliant. One. So, all of the all of the PR uh, and communications that you do, it's all measurable. Then can, people can go with you and say, "Look, this is the audience I have now. I want to reach, you know, a national audience. I want to be on national television, and you know, at prime time." Is that all stuff that you can do for them and measure it or is some of it just not measurable at all?
1: Yeah, some, some of it is measurable in terms of sales, but it's kind of hard to be specific. I mean, I have a, a client now in the beauty business and their their sales rocketed during lockdown huh. um, because they had to pivot online. Now, some of that was down to me and some of the, the communications I, I put out there. Some of that was down to them going online when they hadn't been before. It can be hard to measure, but um, it's part of the marketing mix. And you just have to say, OK, if I hadn't done this, if I hadn't gotten myself out there.
2: OK, so when I think of PR, traditional PR, I think of traditional elements so not the digital aspect do you help with both or are you just the traditional side of things i'm predominantly traditional
1: in that that's where i started that's what i learned but i've had to pivot as well i've had to learn um the new the new ways as my dad would say how to uh, you know get out there online influencers like them or loathe them some of them can really sell a brand if you get if you put the right brand with the right influencer what a lot of companies tend to do is they they look at the figures and say oh she has high numbers let's just send her a load of product and pay her a load of money it's not that easy you need to to match your product with the right influencer who will be passionate about your brand and not be marketing your competitor in the
0: next breath so that's important brilliant advice brilliant advice there um so we've all heard the expression no pr is bad pr is that right no publicity is bad publicity
1: um yeah no i wouldn't necessarily agree with that i mean you don't want to write up that your product has uh chemicals in it if if you're a a natural skincare brand so you know that could be very very damaging to your to your brand to your company um i suppose do it would you get damage do you, damage con-
0: do, you do, do damage don't... control as well yeah i or do if something I mean, goes
1: badly wrong yeah that would be crisis pr one of my biggest clients at the moment is the federation for early childcare providers um and that's that's a lot because they're lobbying the government at the moment um and they've just issued a big budget submission submission about how much money they need and how much funding they need to keep their services open so there's a lot of crisis pr involved in that um that's in a different way i suppose to to something going bad with, with the brand or somebody speaking negatively about your brand but yeah i mean that would be crisis pr and that's part of what i do
2: do you collaborate with anybody else um to offer a, wide, a more wider service. Has that ever happened? Um,
1: not really. I do have a, a girl who works with me in the background, um, but in terms of mar- working, working with someone like yourself, a marketing mm-hmm. person, you mean?
2: Well, I was thinking more like brand reputation or brand management um, teams. Have they ever brought you on board as, as a team member?
1: No, I suppose the, the best example I, I could use would be Samantha in Women's Inspire. And um, she's kind of brought me in to win as her media communications expert. And I've worked with a lot of the ladies in there to help them get their their message and their
2: brand out there. Yeah, that, So that's Samantha Kelly, also known as tweeting goddess on Twitter, yes. um, who's responsible for an awful lot of what's happening today. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> it's like six degrees of separation. Everyone knows Samantha.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Here in Ireland. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, is there any one magic formula that we can help people with their PR? Is there any sort of mic drop moment that we can give our listeners um, from you?
1: Yeah, as I said, just try and look objectively about your product, um, and just not be too pluggy or, or write it as an ad. Media don't talk about products; they talk about people. They talk about stories. They're looking for an angle. They use news- looking for a news hook. Um, so for example if again I'll go back to skincare if you're if your brand cures eczema and there's it's National Eczema Day then you know that's getting a link in there that's getting something newsworthy. I have a client who is in the um supplements sphere and it's not the most sexy thing out there but they are an iron supplement they provided the iron to the athletes going to the Olympics in Tokyo recently, especially the female athletes who suffered really badly during their period huh. because their iron levels dropped dramatically and therefore they were less productive, tired, lethargic. So this company um, provided the iron for these women and um. Sending out the press release on its own, it didn't get many hits, but when I got one of the athletes um t- to talk about it, she was on Ireland AM recently and they loved her story because it got it was the human element, it was the yeah. human voice.
0: Definitely. So that's definitely the angle to go for is the human angle. If possible, get someone else to write about your business. It yeah. could even be your next door neighbor if they've tried your product or service. It could be coming in from reviews that people have, you know, sent you on your Google My Business, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, you could pull in from all of that information rather than being sales, sales, sales. Exactly. But, because there is a huge difference between PR and, you know, a press release and an ad yeah. in the local paper or the you know radio station. But is there one that, like, is, is there one media that would bring in more ROI than others? Like if you're on national TV, is that more appealing than being in the newspaper, in the national newspaper, or are they both on a level or? I suppose
1: TV or radio would be more impactful because, you know, the, the audience is, is wider. Hmm. Um, but then again, it's more difficult to get on because as I said, they are looking for the angle. They're looking for the news hook. Unless it's a program in Ireland AM, like Boost My Business, which allows you to go on, gives you two minutes to talk about your business. Um, but otherwise, they are looking for that, that angle, that human interest story.
2: So how do we learn more about Gleese Communications? Where, where would be the best place to get information about your business, Tara?
1: www.gleesecommunications.ie
2: And that's G-I-L-L-E-E-C-E, isn't it, Galise? Exactly, yeah.
0: And some of our audience is based in the UK and in the United States, so would you be able to help them as well, or are you more predominantly uh, helping Irish businesses? Could you help them get into the Irish market? Yeah, well, I could help
1: them with press releases, um, copywriting, stuff like that, but in terms of getting press releases to their media no I wouldn't do that because you need to live in the country and know you know you work in and know the journalists involved so I only work with Republic of Ireland media even up the north it's a completely different ball game so I wouldn't even go there but if they wanted me to uh, help them launch here absolutely no problem or if they wanted to to do um get publicity in their own territory that's fine I could just help them with the copywriting or press release writing
2: that's quite a good service, actually, the press releasing, because there really is quite a trick to it, isn't there? There's quite a formula to making sure that a journalist will open the damn thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, so who, where, why, what, how in the first paragraph, mm. getting all your most important information in the first paragraph and not rambling on for pages and pages. They don't have time. They're extremely <laughs> busy. Even the heading in the um, email in the subject matter could make or break you.
2: I've got to agree with that. If you Um, just
1: put press release, yeah,
2: I've deleted so many um, posts already today because it it wasn't particularly. I mean, I have a certain area that I work in. That's something else you need to know as well. Don't just spam a lot of journalists because um, I work in a certain sector for my my online journal, Mm -hmm. and sending me camera information is just not relevant. Just it's not me at all, so I just delete it. Um, But if it says the right keywords that matter to me and to my audience, then I'll open it. Absolutely. yeah. I mean, there's no
1: point in sending a health journalist information on your new bar of soap. They don't care. You know, it it has to be relevant to them. Um, So you need to, as you said, Melanie, find your audience and make sure you're targeting the right journalists. And one last thing I'll say is that photographs... Um, I can't emphasize how important they are because the amount of clients who come to me with a few photos taken on their iPhone um, <laughs> and say, look, here's my photos, either of themselves with shadows everywhere and or themselves out at a party with their uncle and aunt, it's not going to cut it. If you're sending out a photograph yourself um, and <laughs> it has to be, you know, really clean clean background i'd suggest getting a professional photographer to take uh, your Agreed. portrait or else if it's a product getting a good uh, product photographer to take good clean product shots which are high resolution
0: yes we, we definitely agree with that just one last question you were talking about you know getting the most of the information in the first paragraph how long should a press release be okay um
1: i would say a page ideally if there's a lot of information, like there was with my childcare providers, um, two pages max, hmm. because okay. they won't read any more than that. Yeah. Um, they will continue reading if it catches their information, or it catches their attention, I should say. But they won't, um, they won't if it's rambling on.
2: I mean, always attach a website because if they want to learn more, they can just click on the link into. We can go and view the website in greater detail. I've done that before.
1: Absolutely. Or your own your own um, Mm -hmm. contact information, Mm -hmm. which sounds obvious, but some people might not include a a phone number.
0: (laughs) It's always good to include the obvious. Um, Tara, it's been wonderful. Thank you so, so much for coming and giving us your time and your information and your nuggets of um, gold, uh, all about PR, press releases, communications. Um, do get in touch with Tara if you have any other questions and we'll be back next week with more Monday Morning Marketing. Bye bye Thank
2: you. Bye bye. Bye for now